Welcome back, Brimley's episode 60. It's a big one. It's a reason for you to come jimmy shimmy in here. <laughs> that has uh, infiltrated every area of my life, the gift that you've made now. It's getting, uh, it's being brought up in group texts. It's uh, being brought up by family. It's going to be broadcast with this episode launched. So if you oh boy. See the jimmy, get to the Instagram page right now. It is there. Dude, I love it, man. It's ridiculous. It's a good move. I can't believe you turned that into a GIF. We gotta get some merch going. The GIF that keeps on giving. <laughs> it sure does, man. You got a reason to shimmy this week. We got some reviews. We got a lot of reviews coming into the podcast, and thanks to all the Brimleys out there who left some reviews. Um, yeah, we got three of them on, uh, on iTunes. We'll go through today. First one was from Huh which I like, huh, 6895603, just in case we confuse, huh, 6895603 with one of the other 6,895,602 huhs out there. Huh, here's my zip code. <laughs> it's like a phone number. A great listen. I love the podcast. You have both been keeping me laughing since March. You nailed the 19th Ward Zoom last night, although everyone knows the older Zoomer stole the show. Please tell me that you recorded it and will be using this material. I was even dying seeing the people not able to turn off their video, but smart enough to point the camera to the ceiling. And then it's Beverly, so you know or recognize 80% of the people in question. Can't wait to hear about this next week, but really hoping for an edited video of the highlights to be released. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if we have it recorded or if there's going to be a highlight reel, but that was fun when we were logging on, seeing everybody struggle. So great. It's so great watching people trying to figure out Zoom for the first time. Uh, thank you, huh? We appreciate you listening uh, and we appreciate the review. We have another review from Colleen Bands who is also not a huge grandma got run over by a reindeer fan. I have listened to this podcast every week since it started and look forward to it every week. You guys are seriously hilarious and bring good times. Pat, you have to give Elf the movie another chance. I, I'm in the same boat there. I think we, I need to also give it another chance. It's become a Christmas classic. Some of the best Christmas one-liners. Daddy's Home 2 with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson. And Mel Gibson as El Padre is actually really funny and a great movie to watch with your kids around Christmas time. Cheers, guys. All right, That's Collins. a nice review. Very nice. I do review. want to check out Elf again. I'm going to, and then believe me, who who doesn't have time? I mean, I almost I'm kind of sick of the Christmas stuff right now. Yeah. So like we dove in so early, and it's like the only thing we got going. That's it. No, so like from here on out, like, nothing but Hanukkah movies in my house. <laughs> yeah, I do want to check out uh, Elf. We should and Daddy's dig home in on that again. For sure, Colleen's a big uh, member of the Will Ferrell fan club as well, so. Gives a couple Eddie's feral recommendations. Sounds so like it's uh, it's borderline like a porn title, <laughs> isn't it? It really is. Daddy's home. Uh, and a third one from Megan R. Megan says, "I feel like we're friends. Please don't think I'm pathetic. We don't think you're pathetic, Megan. We think we you're grimly. We are we friends. Are. You're damn right, Megan." I began this podcast in the summer and since have gone back and started from the beginning. And now I look forward to Tuesdays to get a little fill of what you two funny guys are up to, like friends catching up each week. Also, Pat's recollection of toys, traditions, etc. from our childhood is so incredible. I'm constantly thinking, holy smokes, I completely forgot about that. And how quickly Chip grabs some of the hot dog Jeffersons can be impressive. I completely forgot about holy smokes. <laughs> People still say holy smokes. Look at you. You're bringing stuff back. You're reminding me of things. Megan. I'm impressed with this. Hooking us Hot up. dog. Woo. Woo doggy. <laughs> Woo Nelly. Chip he gets. <laughs> Eureka. Thank you for the weekly entertainment, friends. Thank you, Megan. You are a friend. You are a Brimley. And we're, uh, we're happy that uh, you left us a review. And uh, we're happy you listened every week and went back and started from the beginning. Thank you all for those great reviews. Oh, those go right to the heart. We appreciate that. And she's right. We just do catch up every week. And I haven't even talked to you like all week, dude. So we got some, we got a lot to dive into. What the hell have you been up to? I got to tell you about this Ikea project I've been doing at my house. My, I'm sore. I feel like I'm taking a break from building shit. I was it band. Did you get the Gargenflugen? Or did, <laughs> you go, did you go with the Rogelhausen? <laughs> those names are usually what you see. We, Sarah got a Alex and a Billy. It's like the Baldwin collection. <laughs> the 
there is always one, isn't there? It's like, uh, all right, you have two Floggenhausens and a Steve. Yeah, there was a, there's a Vagus. Like there is a, a weird one. A watch your mouth. Yeah, it's a V-A-G-G-I-S. I don't know hmm. what it is. But we got the desk, a couple of file cabinets, some uh, bookshelves. I mean, I actually welcome the project. So originally Sarah's telling me we're getting this stuff from Ikea. And right away I'm like, Ikea, like what? I don't want to. Yeah. I'm not, we're not moving into a dorm. I don't want to build anything from Ikea until Josephine's going, going to college. Like right. I don't want to deal with that. But dude, this um, project was like a savior. Give me something to do. So what was the project? Where was this at? We're kind of redoing this uh, office area. Okay. You know, on a budget. So we got some uh, Ikea bookshelves and a couple file cabinets. We just had to put it all together. But the stuff is not, as I remember it, it's pretty, uh, it's more sturdy. Like they're, they've stepped up their game. And the, and the building is not, it's like adult Legos. It's so easy. Crazy, right? To follow the steps. And it looks like intimidating. You pour out all the, the pieces and you're like, this is going to ruin my day. <laughs> but that becomes like meditative and you get into the, and it was funny because like she, two of the bookshelves were the same and two of the file cabinets are the same. So you get to do it once. And then that second time you're boom, boom, boom. I mean, dude, these, some of these PC screws have arrows on them. It's like, how <laughs> dumb do that? Do, are these people that, I mean, I, I welcome it, but it's at one point Joe stepped in and she was like doing pretty much every step. She project manager. She take and, over for you. Like dad, take a break. I welcome the help, but it was great for her to do it, you know? Yeah. But that was kind of like revealing, like, <laughs> this is not that difficult. <laughs> Did she just start drinking out of your Yeti at that point? And <laughs> she, became she, really, dad? she really did do like one of these entire file cabinets that has like six drawers on it by herself. She was hammering the, so it was fun to have something to do, but I was looking at, uh, kind of made me wonder like, how did Ikea even get into this? And, they really cornered the market. And this dude who started this company started when he was like 17. I don't know. Are you an Ikea? They get made fun of so much. Yeah. I've got a few things. I've got, I just, I actually, yesterday, I just got new silverware because my previous silverware was from Ikea. So silverware is probably a, it was more like silverware, you know? <laughs> did you have to put that together? I did. I did. They gave me the same <laughs> tiny little Allen wrench and. Uh, it was like, a, you put a wooden peg in the one end of the spoon and then you marry it with a jagged <laughs> screw pointing out the end, and then you lock it in. And people love it when they come by. They're like, oh, is this the Hagenflaven? <laughs> um, I also have a, uh, a dresser from Ikea. It's been pretty sturdy, but it's getting older. You know, it's getting to the point where, uh, and when, when I was having the work done here and they were moving it, one of my Russian friends wanted to make sure I knew that it was, it was already like loose before they got there, you know? So he's like, look at this. And he keeps like shaking it really hard. He's like, look at this. It's broken. If anything happens, it's not my fault. Bullshit. And I was like, okay, well, can we not break it preemptively? Just let's not do that to showcase how it's not working properly, please. Those guys really did push you around, God, man. I mean, they were the worst. You got so much stuff. Too much stuff. A lot of it sucks. <laughs> this is not even... This doesn't even stand up straight. Invite me to your home with Ikea furniture. Get out. <laughs> yeah, the Ikea um, used to be that Allen wrench, and you would just, like, destroy your hand. and just I didn't even have an Allen wrench in any of this. Really? They have a, a new tool where you, like, you just kind of wheel it, spinning around like a jack-in-the-box. Oh, that's nice. Like you're churning, churning butter? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. So when Sarah told me she got all this stuff, I was kind of, you know, like, oh, really? I don't want to deal with all this. You know, she said we should get our nephew to do it. Like, he wants to do it. He wants to make some money. And then that reality just got to me like, I can't have someone come in here and do Like, I am capable of doing this. All I have is time on my hands. Right. Like, there's no way I can allow that to happen. Especially a, a relative... Yes. Like a relative who's also not a grown-up. And, and it's, like, very nice wanting to help, for sure. No, but he's, you know gonna be 16 and he's more than capable of doing this for certain i just didn't want my kids too to see like it doesn't hurt to see them you know give the illusion that i'm which again goes back to joe's kind of taking that away by being like i can't ever say hey i put all i built those files i built one of them <laughs> right. and i'm eight 
I don't know. I feel like uh, having projects just helps the mental health, you know? Feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, just to finish something. I'm picking out paint colors currently, and that's a tedious process. Trying to figure out which of the 172 grays is the one I'm going to go with. You know, how many shades of gray are there? There's at least 50. (laughs) Yeah, and then, so the problem is once you start that, like the trickle-down effect just continues on with, uh, you know, well, if I do that, then I need to change the countertop colors. And well, if I have new colors in the countertop, that backsplash is no longer going to go with anything. And it's just like, why don't I move? Why did I just move at the beginning of the pandemic into a house that had the shit I wanted? Just start over. Are you getting like consulting on what to do to, pre- are you getting it ready to put on the market? Is that why you're no. doing all this work? No, it's I'm home and I've never done anything to it in a very long time. And once you're here, you're like, oh, this sucks. So I figured <laughs> it was a good time to, uh, good time to do some updating, have a lot more people over. I don't do a lot of entertaining in the normal world, you know? And now it's like, if you want to see someone, it, it's going to be in someone's home, right? Right. I want to break this Ikea bed I got. <laughs> gonna knock it through the wall into the my na- my naperville neighbor well that's good man you got, you got to have those projects absolutely keeps you busy we did that we got our tree went and got a do you have a tree do you put a little no point why would i put up a tree what's gonna be like someone has to symbolize the tree right i don't know just more money to spend for no reason i'm no the reason. one who's gonna see it you know the reason of the season. So no tree, not going to, what's your Christmas decoration? Do you have something? I don't have any Christmas decorations. Is that terrible? I mean, I've gotten made fun of so many times for the, uh, for the lone stocking idea that you had. I love you. Like I'm having people more over the, over more than ever. Well, maybe put something up to symbolize. I think you're some cold hearted. Real Scrooge. A real bah humbug. My decoration is Amazon boxes. I think that's how everyone knows it's the holiday here. It's just that there are Amazon boxes everywhere for buying shit for other people. Well, that's good that you're buying gifts. What's the most? What's the gift you're most excited to give? Um, I can't share that, Pat. People might listen to this podcast, but there are some gifts I'm excited to give. There are also some gifts I don't understand. That's the thing about having nieces and nephews and getting old, like all the cool things they're into, anime, just like Japanese cartoon books. I'm being explained to that everything I say is wrong. Like, no, that's not anime. That's manga. And also you're not saying either one of those words correctly. Yeah. I wouldn't understand any of that. So you request like lists from people and then. Yeah. But that's taking the fun out of the holidays too, right? Is when you know what they want. And now I I like the fact that I don't have to go shopping, but I just click a button. They just send you a link. Buy me this. Basically. It's like an Amazon wish list. Yeah. Why don't we just like, it's just exchanging money at this point. We got to, dial down the gift giving, send somebody a letter, write them a note. You're not even involved. You're just pressing yeah. buttons. Like you're saying, just, I love that. You're like, you need to get more in the holiday spirit. And a minute later, you're like, let's dial down the gift giving a little bit, huh? This is dumb. I think the gift giving among family, but you know, spreading it out, like it just becomes, we got to get so-and-so a gift. We, we got to send them something. Yeah. It's it too much. It comes an arms race, especially if you get something early, right? Somebody might drop a gift, like a preemptive December, mid-December, and then you're like, just to give you time to respond. Oh, that's brutal. You've Oh, that's awful. People do that? You got to add the cards, too. Then you got to send them to everyone that sends you one. Not me. I've ne- I have one year. You know about the... I have sent out a Christmas card one year, and that was my ex and I, and Steve had a picture taken at PetSmart with Santa. And you never followed up on it? There's never another need to. I didn't want to do one the next year. Like, just me now. Is that like a farewell tour pick? Is we that a, a cry for help? It was like, get the hell out of here. That, that was just a test. I'm going to see how this feels. <laughs> Not for me. Never again. <laughs> you saw that on the fridge. I'm out. <laughs> the best part is I haven't seen that photo in years until they moved my refrigerator. And there was one underneath there that they had to pick up. Like it was on the counter when I got home. So the Russians would be like, the fuck? <laughs> did she, did Lori get Steve in that deal? No, I got Steve. She got she got the dog out of the deal. Oh, okay. And then what happened to Steve? He eventually passed away. Hedgehogs don't have the longest life cycle. Is that how you picked? Did you have to do any like FaceTiming weekly? No. No. She wanted 
she wanted. I mean, to I still get updates here and there. You know, it's like it's like a it's like when you you know adopt a child from Sally Struthers. Every once in a while, I just get like a picture, let me know how the pet pup is doing. It's good times. What was the dog's? I didn't know you guys had a dog too. Heidi. Yeah. Wow. We got the dog when we um when we went to PetSmart to meet Santa with Steve for that card. And they had like the people there, you know, from the pet rescue place, just standing there with dogs. And they're like, what kind of, this doesn't work. And then two hours later, it was like, man, I really want that dog that was there. A little while you later, it happened. swept up in it. In the madness. What a day. The reason for the season. Yeah. Unbelievable. You went to a pet store to get your picture taken with Santa and you walk out with a dog. Isn't that crazy? We didn't walk out with the dog because this is my favorite part of the whole story. They had to come here and like, you know, first of all, check out the place, make sure, you know, that you're suitable parents, which I love. They come into your house? Oh, yeah. They want to, from like, a rescue? This dresser is a little shaky, but I think it's, I think we can look past that since you guys got your picture taken today with an animal and one of Santa's helpers. But then they also had to make sure that the dog and the hedgehog would get along. And so they're like well, can you just let the hedgehog out? It's like, yeah, but what happens if they don't get along? Like, it just eats it right there, you know? And, How do they uh, determine if they get along? Are they Just lock them in a room together for an hour and see what happens. <laughs> the dog was actually terrified of the hedgehog, which was the funniest thing in the world. Because <laughs> it's like a pound and a half. And uh, the dog was, you know, 40-pound Catahoula. It's a 40, 50-pound dog. And it's just like terrified of this little ball of quills that sleeps 23 and a half hours a day. That's great. They're like, we're going to make them live together and see if they can get along. And you're like, that's what her and I are doing. <laughs> so true. Uh, anywho. Well, that's good. What a, uh, what a weird story to get into at the beginning of our podcast. Well, it's just a broken dynasty. I feel sad about what, what might have been. There was, never, there was never the picture of the four of you with Santa. No, I know. We didn't make it to that next Christmas. What are you going to do, you know? Anyway, when you did get a tree, did you guys have a fake tree, a fake tree growing up, like an artificial tree? or? A, yeah. So did we. We, we. But I'm doing real trees now. I'm like year 10 of real trees. But I was always a fake tree growing up. What's the, uh, what's the, what's the downside of the real tree? You got to cut it, right? Do you have to chop it down yourself? The downside is just the needles and you got to water it. But the upside is just the... The presence, the odor, it's every year you get a different one. And yeah, I kind of like the the real tree experience. Okay. You know, you can just get like a fake tree and a candle, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I like the real, I like putting the lights on it. You do colored lights or white lights? Neither. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm talking about traditionally. Colored, what are you into? For sure. Colored, for sure. Yeah, we have the colored as well. I don't know if... Uh, I saw I had a Zoom show last night. Someone had a tree in their house. They were blue and purple, and they were blinking inside. <laughs> it's like I, that would drive me crazy. Absolutely, all the time, just like a, just like a rave, blue and purple, especially. Yeah, it was very, very. Uh... White lights are like a very classy look. One of my friends did white lights on their house, and it just looks awesome. You know, but it's it's got to be the right home. It's got to be like a, a stately older home, you know, and like it's got to be red brick. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got to be you have to commit to it. It's got to be white everywhere. Right. Yeah. Did I uh, did I send you the picture of the person in my complex who decorated their balcony? No, I would not be able to see it. But I mean, oh, it's beautiful. They went. I mean, it looks like a Vegas slot machine. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Just. That like perfect reels. shape too. Yeah. You got the <laughs> it's square. You have the balcony coming out. It's like the register. Really is. That's that's great. Yeah, they're having a contest in our neighborhood uh nearby here for uh Christmas decorating. And some people think it just means put as much shit out there as possible. Believe that. Getting back to those. I mean, every time I walk take Ralphie for a walk, I see some of these inflatables and it's just like it they'll have like the nativity scene. And then a minion behind it or <laughs> just someone that doesn't belong. Here's Jesus and the gang. Also, look, a projector with a snowflake. <laughs> I saw one of those where they have it like projected onto the house. And I was just, I was walking through the neighborhood the other day thinking that's got to piss Pat off too. <laughs> I saw one last night. They had a video like a snowman juggling. <laughs> Why? 
I don't know why. I mean, I was watching it for a while while Ralphie was sniffing pissed. I'll watch the show. One of the people right down the street, I walk the neighborhood quite a bit, and one of the people right down the street has like a beautiful manger scene, like set up throughout the whole yard. And it's like, when I'm walking past the house, I feel like a jerk if I don't stop and look at it. Like, you can't just yeah. breeze past it. You got to like take a moment every day, you know, nice frankincense and kind of. Do they put the baby out there or do they wait? They wait. Yeah. The, they wait to put the lot. baby out there. Looks like he, like he got kidnapped. <laughs> He's missing from the, but they're, you, I know, I just would not want that pressure. There's a lot going on Christmas day. And I just feel like it. It'd be the 26th and be like, God, I didn't put the, I got to put baby Jesus out there. <laughs> I knew I'd, I got to set an alarm. It's like the elf. Oh yeah. That's the pressure of that. We missed a night. We oh really? Yeah. You mean your elf? I said, I said, that happens every What's... year. You know, there's always, and I was told by uh, Joseph didn't happen last year, but two years ago it happened. It's all that connection. Talking to some friends the other day and, uh, they're telling me that their elf was in quarantine. They explained to the to the kiddos that their elf was, uh, you know, due to the pandemic, their elf was getting in two weeks later than normal. <laughs> Needed to make right. sure it wasn't transmitting any germs. So it did quarantine by itself for two weeks and showed up on the 15th instead of the first this year. He's got held up at O'Hare. <laughs> I thought that was a responsible elf. Definitely. Just adding layers to the story. It's just so much more to unwind later. I can never, I, I regret that we ever got involved in that from the, from the jump. It's just a money maker. What if that was the one Christmas decoration I decided to go with every year? Do you have a tree? No, but I have an elf on the shelf. And every morning I wake up, and he's in a different place. Like, do, do you have kids? Nope. Do you know the rules for the thing? You have to be very, you got to like read the book. Because oh we, we did not. The first time we, that thing came to us, it was like, you know, I think Josephine's first Christmas, someone gave it to us. And we just didn't really know the backstory. And we just gave it to her. She was walking around the house with it. <laughs> and her older cousins were over. And they were like, oh, they were mortified. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> She's got it in her hands. Yeah, you can't. Like, it's a whole thing. You wouldn't want that in your house, dude. I had to break out the scraper for the first time this morning. Got cold. Got real icy here. The, uh, the ice scraper on the car. Where were you going out so early? Ran a couple errands, ran to Target, picked up some breakfast along the way, but oh, I had man. to get going. I will tell you what, though, this time of year when you've got to like, because this was the first day the whole car had to be scraped. And I'm not like a think ahead type of guy. So if I'm running late, if I'm going to work or a show or something, I need to scrape. You know, I'm the, are you the, do you scrape everything or do you just scrape where you need to? I get most of it. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty, uh thorough with it. I even brush off the top. Oh boy. I don't want to have that, that, that rooftop of snow. You know what I'm saying? You are a thoughtful human being. Not me. <laughs> no. I have a danger on the streets. If I don't, if I'm running late, I will either just like call and be like, I'm going to be there in 20 and just come back inside and let the car defrost naturally. <laughs> or if I really need to be somewhere, I will just windows down driving like Ace Ventura. <laughs> Your head out little spot in the front of the windshield oh it's brutal do you have a good scraper so it was the brush you know and the scraper on the other end the combo oh yeah and uh so it broke off so it's a great scraper but it's, it's tiny now it's like the ikea allen wrench you know you gotta like jump on the hood to get to the center of the windshield i don't have a, i don't have any distance now sometimes you gotta stand like open your door and stand on the open door and get a good <laughs> angle come down on it go all the way across oh, i love it man it can be very satisfying. It is when you're done. There. Yeah. When you can get through it, when you can cut through that, it's great. Have you ever had to scrape while you're driving? You realize that you didn't get the right place. <laughs> it's like you're on the road, hand out the window, scraping your windshield. I can't stand when you can't determine if it's outside or inside oh, that the is the problem. You're like, where is that coming from? Those like negative 20 degree days where you, have, you, know, you get in there and both, yeah, you're scraping the inside of your vehicle. That's a fun feeling. It's a tough time of year to be in a car in Chicago because you also have like a day like today, if it's sunny out, uh, but cold and you get in your car in like a winter coat, then you're just so hot in your car. Yeah. Cannot manage your car temperature very, very efficiently. Right. And you've got a, you got to like layer up to get in the vehicle. Yeah. 
Then you got to take them all off when you're in there and then put them back on before you try and go back outside. And you need sunglasses. Sometimes you forget your sunglasses. You have the blinding <laughs> sun reflecting off all the snow. And not that with the snows here yet, but I'm sure it'll come. Yeah, I hope that you don't have to do a lot of that this year, scraping your car off. Two things I realized this morning. One, um, the lack of having to go as many places. Yeah, I'm doing a lot more work from home and everything and obviously not going as far for shows and stuff. And two, getting into that sweatpant game. Those two things have changed my life. Like, oh my gosh, it's a much easier winter. I used to wear jeans like the mo- like all the time. The moment I woke up, you know, went to jeans for the day. Now I wear sweatpants outside. Like it's just Target. The only stuff I've gotten in the last few months are is sweatpants. And I have like my favorites too. Like, dude, it's the weekend. Give me my, my good ones. <laughs> my weekend sweatpants. I mean, I, and I'm loving it, dude. Just lounging, working from home and doing doing shows in my office with this <sighs> with this map. I have a funny story about this map that I have in my background. Uh-huh. I do uh, I've been doing these things with Sebastian where I kind of like interview him. You know, like I'm I'll moderate a conversation with them. So we're having a tech run, and this woman was like kind of sniffing around, like, do you always wear those? Because I wear the the headphones. I'm plugged in because uh-huh. otherwise they're like echoey in this room. So it helps with the sound. And I have AirPods, but they just don't work as well. So I'm wired in. She didn't love that. But then she's also like, and, and do you always have, do you do the shows like in front of the mat? Like she was asking me like in a way, like, <laughs> really? Do you really do that? So Sebastian was like, yeah, you know, we actually have a couple of jokes about the map too. And they work, you know, so she kind of backed off everyone. But, you know, uh-huh. so later in the tech run, he's gone, but I'm on there with a couple other people. And there's new people coming in to like approve the look. You know, I never really even had to get a look like really approved. Yeah, that's weird. But they're on there. And uh, she's like, just so you know, the map is a prop. She <laughs> says this to the other people. <laughs> and I, I'm like, you know what? Actually, it's, it's not a prop. We do have some jokes about it. But it's not like I take it down when the show is over. Like, this is how we chose to decorate this room. This is, this is real. I love that your zoom carrot top. Exactly. I am not a prop comic. Oh, that's great. Yeah. The, uh, but that's part of the, the, the redo that we're doing here. That, that, that map may be gone. There might be a new, a new zoom background look coming. I can't wait. Is it going to be a whole globe now? I can't reveal that. I cannot, but the map is going to be expanded. Perhaps. Yeah. It's hunker down. It's virtual showtime next few months, man. That's, that's what it is. It's all we got. I got a couple coming up next week. You're all over them, huh? Um, I've been staying pretty busy with them. I mean, it's been, it's been nice just to have, you know, have some things to do and I've had some fun on some of these. I got a lot of props on your uh, wish fest over the weekend, a big South side tradition in the Chicagoland area. A lot of people texting me saying how great you were there. Oh, that's so, really that's great, man. Yeah, this Wish Fest, they're such great people. Um, I don't know if you know the story, but Andrew Wisher had a battle with cancer and just a few years ago. And since he passed, they've done so many great things in his name. And they started this Wish Fest and they raised money to give right to families impacted by like a cancer diagnosis and, and anyone that's you know going through a battle. And we were on the other end of some giving like that when Elliot was going through his stuff. So I know how impactful that is. And they have such a great foundation that's growing every year. And I want to really do more with these guys, with this family. Um, Actually, Mrs. Wisher sent me a nice note. I really love what they're doing and hope to stay involved with them. Yeah, that's great, man. I learned a lot about them this weekend. I wasn't that familiar with the organization and um, um, they're Oak Forest area wishers. So that's where a lot of my family is. And so um, like some of them went to school with my cousin. Oh yeah. 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 So some deep ties there, they would go every year and um, yeah, man, big names involved. I mean, that's a, that's a huge event. That's really cool. I can't wait to uh, hopefully next year's back in person. I'd love to be there. Shaverini was hosting it. So I took some shots at him. I did see. I was yeah. just saying, uh, cause it's the, it brings together Marist and Rice. It's like these, this is like, I went to Marist and they were big rivals, brother Rice. And so it brings these two communities together for a great common cause. Right. So I was kind of playing to that. 
And I was just saying, Shaverini, what do you think he would have gone if he was had to choose Maris or Rice? Sandberg? Probably <laughs> Sandberg. <laughs> um, no, I love Ryan. I was, uh, I was talking about how my coach used to, you know, I used my coach for a couple of bits, right? Uh-huh. So I was uh, talking about how my coach used to always end stuff with his bag off. Like, you know, like I'm coaching my bag off. <laughs> like that's, that's how he would he'd be like yelling at someone. Hey, Hilo, Hilo, can you shut your mouth? I'm trying to teach you guys how to defend this box in one. Or how to, you know, whatever, play zone defense. And you're over here talking your bag off. So I was asking people to donate their bag off. for for wish fest that's awesome i gotta bring that back dude we're podcasting our bag off right now doing the ikea stuff like could someone give me a break over here huh i'm turning my bag off (laughs) i'm building my bag off in here what so he's working hard is that is that what they mean it's extra effort oh so when you put your bag when you put your bag into something then you are really it's all good Sure. Positive. It's very positive. Thinking. But it's this ball bag. Can we, I mean, can we not? That's the bag in question. True. But it takes a lot of balls to say something like that. <laughs> you know, last week we talked about the Colonel a little bit and his relationship with uh, our friend Dick from the original Pancake House. And then like within hours of that, did you see there was a new Colonel? I did see this. Yeah. They were doing a Hallmark movie. They're doing like one of those. Yeah. And it's a real one. And uh, with Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders called Recipe for Seduction. Recipe for for what? (laughs) Seduction. Oh, this is a recipe, all right. Recipe for ratings. Absolutely, man. They got the all over the place bump. You see that? We mention them and boom, get a new colonel out out of the gate. I was looking at trivia for this week and the colonel's like death anniversary is this week. Can't escape the colonel. That guy's everywhere. Yeah, I think that they wrote like a romance novel that involves a colonel. That's what this movie is based on. It's hilarious. That's great. I love that Mario Lopez is playing him. That just shows that they give no fucks, that this is strictly a money grab. Of course it is. Showbiz, man. It's not what it used to be. The Charlie Prides of the world are leaving. Oh, boy. That was a tough one. You know, I didn't know really a whole lot about the guy, and I saw everybody tweeting about him. He was trending. Kind of an interesting story, huh? Incredible story. This dude changed the game and music for, you know, in country music. Um, but not even like his first hint of success. Yeah, he's one of the only three black members of the Grand Ole Opry. Isn't that crazy? Can you name one of the other two? Oh, boy. I didn't know. It's going to be follow-up. Um, Darius Rucker? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Hootie? <laughs> Hootie is one. Charlie Pride crawled so Hootie could walk. <laughs> That's progress. Um, and, and then DeFord Bailey, who I don't know if you know. but I thought DeFord Bailey was gonna was a hot dog Jefferson. No, that was a real guy. Of Chevy Kalua? Yeah, right. Tell me about Charlie Pride. What did you learn? Well, just that he was a um, professional baseball player before he got into country music. Well, he was always into music, I guess. Like he got a guitar when he was a kid. and I didn't know a lot of his songs. It was uh, pretty uh, cool to check out his career. And they wouldn't show pictures of him. They wouldn't talk about his race. Like when country music, it was not the most progressive group of people at the time. He broke a lot of these barriers before people even had any clue that he was African-American. You know, they'd hear his songs on the radio. They'd hear his voice. But it wasn't like today where you're seeing the person all the time. So it was a, it was a while after he had broken before they ever actually put him on TV or anything. Yeah, man. Kiss an angel in the morning. That's a great tune. Crystal chandeliers. That sounds oh. like a song that would come out. Right now, that sounds like a Rihanna song featuring someone. There'd be Pitbull. a parentheses featuring Pitbull. Crystal Chandeliers, F Daddy Yankee. <laughs> yeah, man, he was uh, anybody going to San Antonio. I, I listened to some Charlie Pride today. Yeah, I checked him out too. You put a you put a city in any song, and I'm pretty game. I love <laughs> I love songs with cities in them. You know, <laughs> like that that Huey Lewis one or James yeah. Brown living in America, just starting. Anytime they start yelling, Chicago, Cincinnati, L.A. I'm like, I've, I've heard of these places. That recipe has worked all the way through California Love from Tupac. Every genre. Route 66. We got to start doing that about like suburbs. <laughs> Oak Park. I'm at the love of my life in Berwyn. 
that song living in america i used to like like that song it's it's all right i mean it's not james brown's finest work but he's got a great shout out in that that song to eddie murphy remember eddie murphy used to do that yeah james brown hot tub mm-hmm. too hot <laughs> look at you doing the jimmy shimmy right now <laughs> oh come on I don't even mean to but at some point in that song, he uh, in Live in America, he, he's like, Eddie Murphy, eat your heart out. Just <laughs> just throwing shade to Eddie. That's awesome. From uh, imitating him on SNL. But I saw a funny fact about Charlie Pride. When he was playing um, baseball, he was in the Negro Leagues. In 1953, he was on the Louisville Clippers. Okay. And he and his uh, teammate, Jesse Mitchell, were traded to another team for a bus. <laughs> for a team bus what <laughs> yes you know they would make trades like that back oh god they, back in the back day or players were treated with any i mean this is before even baseball was integrated and also but i mean they were so much poorer as teams too right like it wasn't billionaire owners who had all the buses and everything it was i mean people literally would get traded for like a bag of baseballs yeah it's like look yeah. i'm trading my bag off over here <laughs> i mean you get a new bus and you have two fewer players. <laughs> like this bus is great. And we got like got we got more rooms spread out. We I got Charlie's seat. <laughs> we could trade nine more and just have a minivan. Yeah. How'd you like to be involved in that? Like how good am I that maybe I need to start singing songs. <laughs> I just got traded for a bus. Bus can't even hit. Another thing I read about him that was interesting was he was uh, touring the United Kingdom and went into Northern Ireland during like the height of the troubles they had there. And they were canceling concerts and they didn't have live performances. And Charlie Pride went in there and said, fuck all y'all. I'm going to do my stuff. Really? And um, that song actually that Pitbull and Rihanna later reprised, <laughs> Crystal Chandeliers, uh-huh. was, was like a unity song in Northern Ireland. So he opened up a lot of uh, stuff there for live entertainment to come back and people to start doing shows. And it was interesting. Oh, that's crazy. Also, I don't know if we've talked about this, but super inappropriate name for what happened over there. The Troubles. The Troubles? It just doesn't seem like enough for what it was. It's so Irish, though. It's just, you know, they're not going to downplay it and just the Troubles. Yeah. I was looking though, you know, when you, when you hear about someone, when they die like that and they, they're trending, that's kind of how this whole Charlie pride thing got my attention. It's like the new thing is seeing these celebrities tweet about someone. Right. And like, now you see that even on the news or like they'll post them like, and celebrities were chiming in all day and they put it up there. And I wonder if they feel pressure to, uh, I'm sure most of it is you're just compelled to do it. Yeah. But some, you know, yeah, like you got to get on there, dude. Come on. But there were some really good, like uh, Dolly Parton's. I don't know if you saw Dolly tweeting about them, just how tight they were and everything. And even you know, like newer African American country musicians, just about how he paved a way, and how they wouldn't be able to be where they are without someone like Charlie Pride. So he wrote a memoir. I was reading a little bit about that, and uh, it was an important thing to him because that can't be easy either, knowing like you're being hidden. Like they're, they're putting you out there on the radio, but that is it. They're like, don't do any interviews. Don't like, we're not going to show your face for a while. Um, but it was really important to him to be able to kind of be part of moving things forward, be part of progress in that regard. So cool to see so many people speak out about the legacy he left from that. I know. It's also kind of funny though. It's just not really like something that a lot of black musicians do. It's like, yeah, you knock the door down for black people to get into country music, but it's like, he was like, come on. <laughs> Three people walk in. <laughs> and Darius Rucker was like, thanks, man. <laughs> just like slowly Let's go, walks everyone. In. Finally. Come on. Open the floodgates. And they're like, we're good. Lil Nas was like, I'll kind of. Lil Nas X. Uh, first of all, can I just tell you how proud of you I am for getting two thirds of his name right? That I'm is sorry, imp- I, didn't, I didn't polish off his name. That is impressive that you had Lil Nas. It's not, that's not his full name? Lil Nas X, but that doesn't matter. The fact that you knew who he was is the impressive piece of this to me. Are you kidding me? Old Town Road? It's like the anthem of the last few years in this home and, and every other home with, with toddlers. Oh, really? You guys children's. listen to it as a family? Oh, yeah. Sit around the Christmas tree smelling its odor and... Listening to Lil Nas X? 
we have a couple of bridges that connect, right? Another one, another artist uh, celebrating her 31st birthday, I would put under that umbrella. We both bond over this mega superstar. You said put under that umbrella. Are we going Rihanna again? No, um, that was just as a general term. This mega superstar, 31 years old, Taylor Swift. You know it. You know it. Did you check out her new album? No, I haven't. She just drops albums, huh? Unbelievable. This is her second one during the, the pandemic? I hate people who do well during the pandemic. Like that well? Come on. That's crazy. She must just, yeah, she's prolific in the songwriting. Absolutely. She's putting it out there. Two Chains also uh, dropped a new album during the quarantine. And it was a song like Quarantine Booty or something like that on there. <laughs> quarantine Booty? It, was, it wasn't that exactly. Hang on, I got to find what it was. Quarantine Thick is what it's, it's called. Quarantine Thick. <laughs> so I think people find inspiration in different places, you know? Or, about putting on, a, putting on some weight during the, the pandemic? It's about how uh, a woman that he was interested in got a little thicker. In a good way, like thick with like three C's, you know, like, oh, sure. yeah, yeah. hey, Ma, you got thick, you know, and you got quarantine thick. And uh, so it's just funny how different people find inspiration in this. He Two was chains. like, I need to get in the studio. Two chains with a Z, right? It is with a Z. Mm -hmm. Thank you for asking. All right. So I kind of started pivoting into the trivia with the Taylor Swift question. Should we continue on, uh, on this uh, path or what do, you, what do you think? I love it. Let's what else go. is going on? Let's get some trivia. Some trivia. I don't know if you'll know this guy, but I, my grandparents used to listen to this guy all the time. And um, they made a movie about him. I think Jimmy Stewart played him. James Stewart, which we just watched It's a Wonderful Life the other night. You watch that every year? Just to uh, no. sit around your undecorated home and <laughs> at least dive into a classic? No, I really don't. God, I, am I an awful person? Like, I like Christmas, but I don't. No, no, I you're don't. Not an uh, awful person, but have I'm you, not a big movie guy. Movie? I've seen the movie. It's been so. I'm not a big movie guy to begin with, and I'm like your children. You give me a black and white movie, and I'm like, this is old. It's been colorized. Oh, that's not going to help. Those colorized ones, they don't look right. That's worse. Tell. Yeah. Anyway, this guy was the leader of a big old band, big band leader, and uh, his plane was lost over the English Channel in 1944. You want me to do uh, a hot dog his name? Can you hot dog Jefferson for me? John Light, which is kind of tough. I'll, I'll give you another one. Yeah, too. John's a tough one to guess a last name on. There's at least three famous Johns out there. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, Gary Ross. Glenn Glenn? <laughs> so you got, you got Glenn. Okay, good. Glenn Campbell. No, Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller. That, that was terrible. That was a tough one, a hot dog. All right, here's a fun question. Okay. In 2001, this historic structure was reopened after 11 years of construction to fortify it. Is this not in the U.S.? It is not. Is this the Leaning Tower of Pisa? It is. All right. I it this is one. the Leaning Tower of Pisa, bud. That, that thing is like, uh, that was on its last legs, right? Would you go up there right after like, okay, we've made it safe. You can go back up there. I'd want to wait a while. Dude, I got to tell you. So this is one of the things uh, I am most proud of. We went over there in 1989, my family. Wow. And I went on top of the Leaning Tower of Pisa at its worst that they shut it down the next year in 1990 because yeah. it was I think it was like originally leaning at like three degrees for centuries. And then it, it was peaking at like five and a half. That's insane. So we got a, a chance to go up there. So random. And um, then the, they shut it down for 11 years. But now you can go back up there again. That's not, not that tall. How tall would you guess? The, the uh, You know what it is? It's a bell tower. So 50 stories. Which I didn't realize. A campanile. Campanile. Is another name for it is that's a bell tower. And I know a guy, Jim Campanile, and he's big dude. Jimmy Bell Tower? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, we should be calling him Bell Tower. Absolutely. Big dude. How tall is it? 184 feet. It's not that tall at all. Not that tall at all, right? 
That's only like 30 Jimmy Bell Towers. But can you believe this thing? I mean, it has got to be one of the most recognizable structures on the planet. Man-made, sure. right? Absolutely. When do you think this thing was, um, was first uh, being built? 1743. When they started building the, the, the tower, the Campanile. They began in 1178, and they say it was doomed from the start. Pisa means marshy land. <laughs> so they started to build this thing in the marshy land and uh, started leaning immediately, they said. And calling it the Leaning Tower of Pisa, like probably not getting it off on the right foot. What do you mean, the <laughs> Leaning Tower of Marshy Land? Yeah, it's going great. <laughs> Dude, I went on a deep dive on the Leaning Tower of Pisa, man. I'm ready to hit you with some more questions. Oh, I can't. There's I don't a know very famous scientist who's from Pisa, and he was um, known to do some experiments off the tower. He dropped some cannonballs off the tower to really uh, test some of his theories. Newton. No, it's not Newton. This guy, so nice, they named him twice. Louis Louis. <laughs> <laughs> it's close to... Uh, I mean, he's mentioned in a Queen song, dropping the double G's. Gordon Gartrell. <laughs> Do you know who Gordon Gartrell is? Okay, good. Is that Alf? No, oh, that's Gordon Shumway. <laughs> Gordon Gartrell is the designer that Theo Huxtable wanted a shirt from. And oh, really? Denise made him one. Denise made him one? Do you remember that? But like one arm was longer than the other. <laughs> I kind of do remember like, that. Denise, <laughs> this isn't a real Gordon Gartrell. Oh, and gee, he's gee. not a real doctor or a good person. <laughs> and I feel woozy from last night's reading. GG. Is Galileo's last name Galileo? It's Galileo. Galilee. Oh, okay. That's close. Okay, that's fair. The dual thing got me. I didn't realize that was his last name. Yeah, Galileo lived in uh, Pisa. He had a condo there with a bunch of Ikea furniture <laughs> that was also leaning. Slightly. <laughs> Is that what the tower is made of? Particle board? Your dresser and this tower are both the focus of today's episode. Leaning structures. <laughs> no, so Galileo. So, dude, I'm reading about Galileo. You know how you click and then you click again? Yeah. So he was completely like the Catholic Church hated him because he was saying that, you know, the earth went around the sun and they, they were not having that. Yeah. And he was revered by a lot of people, but they thought he was an asshole, so they didn't bury him in the proper place. And then they moved him. So when they moved Galileo, they took three of his fingers and a tooth. Why? To put, to put in a museum. <laughs> Just like, can you imagine? <laughs> hey, as long as we're moving them, I want to taste. We're, a cut. we're trying to open this museum and things are slow at the gate. We could use a little, we could use a few digits. You imagine be like his family, like, oh, come on over, take a look at your uncle's pinky. <laughs> like, I, I mean, hearing that, you're like, that's disgusting. But then if I'm in town and I know Galileo's fingers are a few yeah. miles away, I'm going. <laughs> I'm right? I am in. Oh, now you could unlock his iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> they said that for years, like the stuff was missing. It was in a jar and then it went missing went on like the black market, um, but they recovered it. Now it's, I think it's in Florence in a museum. Who, who wants that? I don't Who's know. Who's like, dude. hey, there's a finger going to a museum. Circumvent that. Like, I need you to get a hold of that finger, but that finger's never make it to the museum. It's going to be in my basement. And I think only two of them went missing. I wonder which ones they were. Which ones do you take? The top three? I don't know if you go three in a row. What if one of them was a thumb? You think that would stir up controversy? It's I think you definitely three fingers, it's two and a thumb. I think you go a thumb in the middle for sure, right? Yeah, flipping the old double G, and then uh, yeah, maybe you do go three in a row. Yeah, kind of crazy that they uh, that they did that. But this guy invented a telescope. I didn't know that there was a telescope back in the. He was around in like the late 1500s. Looks like he saw Jupiter through a telescope. I haven't seen Jupiter through a telescope <laughs> 500 years later, right? Have you? No, no. I don't watch movies. Do you think I'm going to watch stars? I'm going right. to look at the sky for long periods of time? I'm out. 
Have you been in a Leaning Tower Pisa in Niles? So that's half the size. That Leaning Tower has actually got some uh, street cred. Really? It had like a Wikipedia page. There's a Leaning Tower of Pisa in sub the suburbs of Chicago. Niles. You can mention Niles in your song. In my rap sauce? We got the Pisa in Niles. <laughs> that's half the size. And they're, they're putting like half a million dollars to restore that thing. That's crazy. The city bought it from like the YMCA. It was originally built by a guy who had like a heating uh, ventilating company. And it was like for his employees, like a rec recreation park. That's like a, a landmark. Is it like, like based off of now. the Pisa one or is it just its own thing? It's, uh, it's based off of that one. What do you mean? Is it based off of the Pisa? It's, it's the exact... It's, it's an exact replica? Top. Yeah. You didn't okay, I didn't know if it was just... Well, you said he built it for his employees. I didn't know if they just built a tower that leaned or it was an exact replica. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that you'd like seen it and like were... Like it's like, you know, it's like having like a second Eiffel Tower. Like like the New York, New York in Las Vegas. Exactly, yeah. Oh, okay. That makes if you're driving sense. by there, you probably would think it's a casino. I mean, it's that cheesy now. It's pretty cool to see, though. I'll have to take a look. It's on Tui. You've never seen it? I don't think I've really paid attention, Pat. Oh, you're going to love it, dude. We're going. Field trip. <laughs> Road trip. Brimley. We'll We're going to do a remote. Stop by the Webster house. Uh, I want to record an episode from the foot of the Leaning Tower at Niles. It's just right there on the road? Yeah. I've heard of, of the Leaning Tower in Niles. I didn't really realize what it was. I never looked into the fact that it's an actual replica that a dude built for his employees. Yeah, it's something, man. Why? It's a reason to go to Niles. What Why? did he think they wanted so out of we it? We would talk about it. And here he is winning in real time and all <laughs> over the place. He's in part of our trivia. Here's, here's another part of our trivia today, Jim. This game came out, it was launched on this date in 1979. It was invented by two Canadian sports enthusiasts. Curling. Who also enjoyed playing board games, such as Scrabble, which they were meeting to, to do, meeting for a Scrabble session, but they were missing some pieces. So they decided to develop their own board game. Back in 1979. 1979. Boggle? And I would say it is influencing our conversation right now. Trivial Pursuit. Correct. Oh. Trivial Pursuit. That's good stuff. You ever played Trivial Pursuit? Oh, come on. Of course. I mean, that was, that was it in the 80s, right? We had it as a kid, and I did not love it. It was tough for people our age, especially yeah. at that time. It'd probably be easier now. And now that we've like consumed so much more. But when they would come out with like the updated, the kids junior version or modern version, I think we had like a TV and movies version. Yeah. But the uh, original genus, right? That's how they spell it. Like that was a, that was a tough one. And it was just like, you're, first of all, Anyone who listens to this podcast knows that I still would not be good at that game. But second of all, um, I'm a child playing against adults. You know what I mean? I, I can't don't know why every week I keep talking about movies and trivia. And you're like, I don't like either of those things. No like, idea. That's but the foundation. We have a we have a softy marsh foundation to this podcast. This podcast is leaning. Sure is. We should change the name all <laughs> over gonna... Pisa. <laughs> are Jim's weak spots cool let's exploit those on air on a weekly basis I know you keep trying to talk about two chains <laughs> but I keep trying to steer the ship in a different direction can you name the the colors and categories of the original trivial pursuit no you cannot <laughs> no next question uh I think was it like arts and entertainment yeah entertainment was pink okay Green. I liked green. I don't remember what it was. Green was science and nature. Yeah. See, that's I weird. Was always, I was Maybe not. I hated green. Never mind. I hated green. I hated green. I hated brown. Brown would be... Was that art? 
Arts and Lit. Yes. Yeah, not a fan. That was brown. My sister, I can remember my sister saying poo color right now. It's <laughs> all she would say while we were playing. She's probably embarrassed if she hears this, but own it. That's what you said. Which sister was this? Let's call Trisha. her out. All right, Trisha. Trisha. Well done. She's, this is for poo color. <laughs> you would roll. And then once you got, you would just try and go towards the pink, right? Yeah. And once you got pink and maybe yellow, because yellow was... Uh, it's yellow. It was history. Okay. Actually, sports was what I wanted. Was uh, That was actually orange. Yeah. Sports. But then you go to sports and sometimes a question would be like an archery question. Or yeah. what outdoorsman, like, what do you, what's deer, which repellent do you use while deer hunting? Like, I wouldn't know any of that. Yeah. No, thank you. Like, I wanted, it had to be like a, a question about an 80s or 60s baseball player. <laughs> That's it. If it wasn't Pete Rose, I was out. If I didn't land on roll again, I was struggling. <laughs> was there a blue? There was a blue. That was geography. Geography. Okay. Remember the whole category, like the whole strategy though, too? You're like, because you'd yeah. roll a six and it wasn't six spots, you would think, right? Right. It was like an extra spot to get between. Then you could cut through the middle. Yeah. But you'd always try, you'd be like, go towards pink or go towards orange. The ones you think you're going to get. Absolutely. And then when it ended, you had to go to the middle, which some people didn't really like to play that way. Yeah, I don't think I really made it to the end of many games of Trivial Pursuit. Because <laughs> the, the deeper into it you get, I was like out. Like, this is stupid. Not the uh, Trivial Pursuit hip-hop version? Now, now I'm back in. Now I'm listening. You got to cut to the center of the that. turntables. I wonder if they do have that. I'm sure they do. But the colors would be different. Colors would be like diamond, gold, <laughs> platinum. Just the goodens, you know? You could do the categories, right? You do like original OGs. There you go. You do on like, OG and then you can go on uh, real names. Just have mm -hmm. a whole thing. On <laughs> geography. You can go where they're the from. Name? Yeah. Yeah, geography sports you can you know a lot of them have done rock and jock so you could be like you know who's the leading scorer in rock and jock history oh it's little wayne sampling sampling that's good uh, another board game we'll never make <laughs> um but anyway at some point trivial pursuit they were there was a company in wisconsin making out like 30 million pieces a day not a day. Sorry, thirty selling thirty million games. Really? Yeah, that's incredible. So here's an update from the nineteen. This is the nineteen eighty two version of Trivial Pursuit. Okay. Here's six questions that they had to change the answers to. Ooh. So these answers changed from nineteen eighty two till mid two thousands, maybe. Can't wait to hear this. President's surnames shared by at least two. Adams, Roosevelt, and eventually Bush. Right. So the originals were Adams, Roosevelt. Adams, Roosevelt. Was there a third one? There was Johnson and ah, Harrison. Harrison. And then they had to add Bush. You are ah, correct. Okay. Who was the last white man to be the world? I thought this was a strange question, but this was <laughs> it. Who was the, the last white man to like be the world heavyweight reason. title? The last white man to win the world heavyweight title. This question was formed during the fictional years of Rocky. Is <laughs> um, it Rocky Marciano? The original answer was Ingemar Johansson. Oh, good old Ingie Joe. Right. I have no idea who that How'd is. How'd you like to lose to that guy? <laughs> I've never even <laughs> heard of him. Johansson. What, what years Sounds was... Like his braids. <laughs> Pigtails. Walks out of the ring in wooden shoes. <laughs> I didn't even look him up. I didn't even look him up. But you'll know the um, the updated answer. You'll recognize his his name for sure. The last white world champion. Was it one of the Klitschko brothers? It was Vladimir Klitschko. Vladimir. Vladimir Klitschko. Do they ever have to fight each other? I've always felt like that would be a good movie. Have they? I don't know. Well, I wish they would. I would watch that. Yeah. 
Uh, Vladimir with a W, by the way. Is that correct? Vladimir. Vladimir. Oh, man. He's got a Galileo name going on. His name is Vladimir Vladimirovich Klitschko. Really? Yeah. That's a lot of letters. That's a lot of letters. A lot of WL combos also. You did that twice in a row. I wonder how many of the 20, how many letters are there? 26? 26, the way we roll. I wonder how many are in that. I bet he's got just about every letter in there. He's got at least half of them in here, which is plenty. All right. What is the um, the most common street name in the United States in 1982? The most common street name in the United States in 1982. Main Street. No, it's so this question bothers me. The okay. original answer in 1982 was Park. And then the updated answer is Main Street. That seems crazy, right? That they're adding more Main Streets? Yeah. And less That's Park? That's weird. Um, interesting. This was, uh, this was an interesting one. Most popular cocktail in the United States. In 1982. Um, gin Martini. The martini is correct answer. Ooh, I'll take all right. I'll take that. And then the updated answer: Moscow Mule, the margarita. <laughs> ah, okay. Wouldn't it be great if it was some cheesy <laughs> gimmicky shit like the Moscow Mule? Like, I'm sorry, it's the White Claw. White Claw. I'm sorry, I'm it's the Rodney Dangerfield at Zany's. <laughs> I love when comedy clubs do things like that. When they name the drinks after oh, that. God. And there's like some of them make a little bit of sense, and some of them be like, "What?" The right. Gilbert Gottfried has blue Caraco. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> well, he played a blue bird in a movie. <laughs> All right, the last one here. Four of the most widely used languages in North America. Four of the most widely used languages in North America. And this is again from to today. Yes. Okay. Um, English, Spanish, Russian, Chinese. The original ones were English, French, Spanish, and Italian. Damn it. And the current ones are English, French, Spanish, and Chinese. Ooh, three of the foe on the way back. Not too bad. Look at how much our world has changed over the course of the last 40 years, Pat. How about just the last six months? Unbelievable. I became a sweatpant guy. These questions might not even make sense anymore. <laughs> By the time this comes out on Tuesday, everything will be void. Hey, since we talked last, you were on the, uh, you had your appearance on the Burt Kreischer podcast. How'd that go? Oh man, it was great. We had a great conversation. We talked for like over two hours. I That's don't awesome. Know how they're going to cut that down. That'd be great. The episode comes out and it's 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> No, we had a really good conversation. It was great talking with him. He's, um, you know, he's funny and he's just like, he's huge. So when you're talking to me, like, you see that, uh, you know, that familiar background and uh, it was cool to catch up with him. Yeah, man. I can't wait to learn stuff about you. That's a weird thing. Someone interviewing you for a podcast. Hmm? I dropped our podcast in there too. Ah, you're a good man. Throwing us a plug. I love to hear that. Thank you. No, it was great, man. Hopefully uh, that will be out before the end of the year. We'll have to let we'll let the Brimleys know. Absolutely, we'll, uh, we'll keep them posted. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right, so this is dropping. We're actually we're going to use the IG page, huh? We're gonna you're gonna post the gif you made of my uh, my little dance yeah, I'm move. I'm putting the Jimmy. I'm putting the Jimmy Shimmy out there. Check it out. Hopefully you can grab it from that page, or I'll put it somewhere else where you can grab it. No, we're not encouraging this use. Yeah, we got it. Come on, it's time no. to promote, man. It's time to time to spread. I want this thing to. Be shared around making me a ridiculous meme that's not how we grow a podcast that is definitely the number one way how you do it and i want to ask people uh to consider reviewing us we love the reviews as you see up top we read the last few we got during the week thank you for that as always you guys can reach out hit us up on social media i got a really funny message too and i was trying to find it before i came on here and i couldn't find it someone reached out they listen every week they love it and they sent me like a gift idea for you for Christmas. Oh man. Which um I'm gonna tell you what it was because I'm probably not giving it for you getting it for you. Okay, good. You don't have to give me anything. No, of course, man. But it's like a pop-up tent. 
that was it was just funny. She was just saying like he could have this for me in the middle of the woods in case it gets lost in the <laughs> in the woods again. They're looking out for you, man. Aww, People want you, you to survive. People are worried about you. Our listeners are concerned, and rightfully <laughs> so. You got too much stuff. This episode's not going to do anything to help that <laughs> to alleviate those concerns. Look good. I appreciate it. That's awesome. All right, man. Well, have a good week. Everyone else, have a great week. We got one more episode before Christmas. Can't wait. Get those advent calendars going. That's right. Good talking to you, my friend. We'll see you next week. All right, man. Take care. See you, buddy.